Hey, welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls. My name is Nate. I got my podcast voice on. <laughs> Very I'm ready good. to do this. It's always like a hey, hey guys, hi. Yeah, I know. We're ready. You know, it, I was going to tell you, Matt, that lately I just found myself just going, skipping all podcasts right to the guest. So I thought, maybe we're doing it wrong. Yeah, maybe, maybe we, we do too just, much. Yeah. Maybe people don't care about the intro because they know it's fake and it's garbage and nobody cares. Yeah, it's just like ads and it's just Patreon. Please give us money, all yeah. that junk. And yeah. uh, they just like, give me the goods, give me the guy. Like I've done it on every podcast, all the guys so from Joe Rogan to down. It's just oh like, yeah, Joe Rogan. You got to skip like eight minutes in because it's just straight ads for forever. I mean, he does a good yeah. job reading them for what he for what he for what they are. Oh sure. I, I guess mean, it's if it's live, you can't skip it. So that's the is that does he go live? He, he I live think podcast? he goes live on YouTube, but on the podcast, okay. app, I think they're all pre-recorded. Yeah. So. Anyway, we'll skip all the fluff then. Uh, but, you know, let's just go back. Uh, we're bringing on our guest today, Tyson Motzenbacher, who um, he was on the Grief episode like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Or a year ago. That was a great episode. Uh, we got a lot of comments on that. People found that really interesting and helpful. So be good and to we're have him com- back on. We're going to completely turn the tables today. It's going to be about uh, joy. <laughs> it's just going to be, yeah, it's going to be about joy. There you yeah, go, man. There we go. Look you, you need them both. You need them both. You're cracking dad jokes. Matt's feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think we're just going to do something. We're just going to shoot the breeze and talk about being single from the guy's perspective. Because we've already done the girl's perspective. Um, yeah, we did have some girls. And, uh, you know, modern dating, whatever. But it's kind of like, you know, what is it like to uh, sort of... Maybe we could talk about what it's like to... He's texting me right now. Okay, great. Um, so there you go. What it's like to kind of... I don't know. I, I was thinking about this the other day, like... I was at the sports game and I saw these dudes that were like either coaches or uh, working for the team. And anyone who travels, it seems like more than half of them are are just not in relationships or they're not married. There wasn't a lot of wedding rings. And I thought to myself, the trolls of uh, dating and singleness and music, maybe maybe there's something there. Right. Talk about it. Absolutely. All right. Travel. I'm bringing them in. I'm trying. Add them on. All right. We, what the hell is going on? Remember when? Do you oh, remember, hey guys. Hey, what up, Tyson? Hey, do you remember? Oh, hey. Do you remember when uh, Imogen Heap totally did the vocoder thing before everybody else in the hip hop game did it? You know? Do you guys even yeah, know? It was on the it? Zach Braff movie. Yeah, I think it was on that, and it was on uh, the OC. That one. Are you recording show. your audio, Tyson? I can't. I left everything. In Carl's bad this morning. Oh, that's fine. That's Carl's great of you. I know. Yeah, that's Carl's great. <laughs> you, you did. You did pull a Carl's bad. Oh. Hey, 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 hey uh, Matt. How's like none of it or whatever? Wherever you. None of it. <laughs> you know the Canadian jokes because you go up to like you go up into BC sometimes. Uh, Nova Scotia is beautiful. It's amazing. It's maybe the best place I've ever lived. Are you in Halifax? I'm about 40 minutes uh, outside of Halifax on on the on the do other remember, coast. Do you guys remember that band Halifax? Yeah, we toured yeah, with them. There are there are so many good bands from Halifax. 
Yeah, there was I a mean, band that, called Halifax. You know, the funny thing is, is that we knew that going in, and we were like, "Oh man, there's so many good artists," and everyone's always telling <clears> us because, like, you know, we're out here making a record for Vocal Few, and uh, the funny thing about having three kids is that just that you don't you don't do that. You don't go to shows. You don't. Uh, you know, I'm not complaining. It's just you, there's no scene you can be a part of unless you have a just a bunch of French and, bands, right? They're not French. No, they're good. They're good folk musicians and it's not too it's not too frenchy where you are uh you know there's some it's french medium frenchy it's medium we played a we played a show in quebec city it was so french we just stopped saying stuff between songs like they they, (laughs) yeah well the funny thing is the french will not if if they're really french they will not speak english at all yeah like it was I, out of principle. Like it's out of principle. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like, like a middle finger to you. Well, it's like they, we can speak English, but we don't yeah. we will not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in French Canada especially, they really are trying to and rightfully so maintain their culture and their heritage and, and everything. And so Who are these English know. kids on stage? Get them out of here. Well, yeah, just yeah. sing sing your songs or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, before we go before we go way off trail and end up somewhere up in Canada with this podcast, okay. I I would like to introduce Tyson for those who haven't who haven't listened to the back catalog. Tyson, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Nathan. Tyson um, Matzenbacher. How do you say your last yeah, name right. for everybody? That's how you just did it perfectly. I did. You, you actually do the accent on the Sen? Matzenbacher? Uh, you say Matzenbacher. Matzenbacher? No, it's- no, it's Matzenbacher. Just but Matzenbacher. you did I mean you you did good. Okay, you did cool. you did considerably better than any telemarketer's ever done. So that's Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, or how Siri Siri or whatever it is. Uh, she uh, she messes up names constantly. Yeah. It's funny. I like I'll tell my phone to call some of some friend of mine and it's always wrong. Um but yeah, so last time you were on the show we talked kind of about a serious topic about grief and loss and so now we're gonna completely turn the tables. And kind of shoot the breeze. I often text uh, you, um, you know, I text, I have this ongoing joke with Tyson where I'll text him and he won't get back to me. And I'll say <laughs> something like, oh, you're getting all this this attention from the women. And it's normally sexual jokes. It's just kind of a, a thing uh, that we do. But um, basically, Matt and I are been married for a while we don't know what it's like to be single. We did a couple episodes with some girls on like modern dating. So I had the idea of kind of doing an episode on like – and I was telling this, Matt, before you got on the show that like a lot of people who travel for sports teams or musicians can't really date, can't really get involved in a relationship because you're always gone. It's really difficult. Um, and then there's all this weird stuff that we don't know about in the last 10 years of just like modern dating, what that looks like. So I thought – Let's bring Tyson on because because the, the fans liked him. Let's get his perspective on this. So Tyson, my, so, my, your perspective. You're you're single, right? I am. Are you seeing anybody at all? I Casually? Am not. not. So you just have different hoes in different area codes, or how's that work? I'm. Yeah, dude, so I'm that's, just. That's what I say. That's what I say. He's got. <laughs> that's what that's what Nate thinks. Uh, I was referencing a rap speak. song too, not actual people. Okay, guys, it's, I don't call women uh, hoes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is that Nelly? No. What was that? It was in the late 90s, though. Was it Ja Rule? No. MC Hammer. MC Hammer. Somebody's yelling. Somebody's uh, yelling. I think, it was, I think it was West right Coast. Now. That was Nate Dog, wasn't it? 
Definitely not Nate Dog. Was it? Um, yeah, yeah okay. man. Never mind. Yeah, so I mean, Tyson went on some big tours recently. He's blown up, and then I was making the jokes that now he's getting all the ladies' attention. He's too cool for me. So you guys, it, it was ludicrous. I can't believe we. <clears throat> oh, it was Luda, Luda, Luda. Yeah, and that was two thousand one. Yeah, it's That's ludicrous fresh. that you don't text me back now, Tyson. That's what's ludicrous. <laughs> I, I so, what the hell, pretty, man? Pretty, I text you, but I feel like I'm I'm reasonably good at texting. Yeah, but mm-hmm. as your crowd grows and you get more hand jobs, you're not gonna text me back. Just typical. Less and less. It's just typical. <laughs> you know how many? You know how long we've been in this game, Tyson, where we have f- friends and they're just our peers and they text us back and then they get huge and famous and they never text us back. You gonna be one of those yeah. people? You're gonna forget Listen, where you I- came from. Listen, I'm not the one that Ryan Tedder's talking about on my podcast these days, okay? <laughs> I think Nate yeah. probably shared that story with you to uh, to remind you that you... <laughs> no, Tyson told me, actually. Tyson oh, really? was like, hey, hey, Nate, you're not a total loser. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. It's encouraging. Awesome. You're, you're one encouraging of three bands that One Republic remembers opening for. One that is crazy. Before, before they headlined. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, yeah, so but, obviously they won't text me back. Right. Um, but they still remember my band name. But Tyson, you in this last year have gone on a bunch of big tours and kind of moving down the road, put out a couple more EPs, uh, made out with at least six six or seven more girls. Hmm. Good job. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I don't I mean, I feel like I uh it seems like I mean I, well, for one thing, people that are married, I think they have like this pers- they have this perspective that like and it may be true. Like like our like our mutual friend Jake Nate. He yeah. he always talks to me about how like once he got married, he realized how easy it was to talk to girls. Like how he, he's like once the risk is gone, you sort of like your mind clears up and you realize like how how it should be the easiest thing in the world and how like pretty much everybody's just looking for somebody to talk to them. What do you mean the but, risk? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess like I have a far like the fear of like the fear of rejection, I think, is the big thing that stands in the way for most oh, people. Of, like right. um, just basic like walk up to that pretty girl. Like I I used to do it a lot. I don't do it as much as I now as I used to. But because I don't know, it's just my stage of life. Something. But when I like a few years ago, like I would just see a pretty girl in a cafe or like one time I just walked up to this lifeguard and asked her out. Really? I, I walked up to this lifeguard and I was like. Let's just call her Wendy. I walked up to Wendy Peppercorn <laughs> and <laughs> and I said, I was like, hey, I have a non-beach safety related question. <laughs> that was great. And she was like, uh, OK. And I was like, uh, I just and she was like super on duty. It was like it was a beach lifeguard. who And those the beach lifeguards are like kind of gnarly, like they have to be pretty on it because people die and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And uh and so I walked up to her and I was like, yeah, I have a non-beach safety related question. I was like, it, and I said, well, I, I just think you're really pretty. And I was hoping that you'd like have a drink with me later. And she was like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, no, no, like not even a, like a, not even was, I not have even a boyfriend, like a, not, I have a, the, I have a boyfriend. I feel like is only true, like maybe a quarter of the time, but it's a, it's guys- a nice line. It makes me, it does make me feel better. It's like, oh, there's a good reason. It's not that you're yeah. like, it's not that you don't th- find me attractive. You think my personality, but even if they lie to you, if, even if like I would, I would prefer if they're just like, yeah, I'm just you're not my type. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. no, I, give a shot. I'm much, I'm much, I'm much too fragile for that. You know what's oh, funny? Okay. To me. 
I often think like the three women that I always wonder how they have a boyfriend are like women who are like uh, bartenders or, mm. you know, because people are always hitting on them, lifeguards and like yeah. maybe maybe a dancer or something. I'm like, how do or, these women have boyfriends? Flight attendants. Oh, yeah. You think that flight attendants cool. get hit on a lot? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Still? Yeah. I think they do, too. Anyway, uh, my, I always just wonder how those people actually end up saying yes to somebody because they probably constantly are saying no. What makes them want to say yes? Well, my last the la- the girl the, the the last girl that I was seeing was uh, was a like a bartender, and it was I was I I like I fall for bar like people in the service and like girls in the service industry I fall for them like crazy like that's like waitresses at diners game over for me really what is oh, that. Yeah. They're just bringing you know, a man. nice, a nice well, slice of pecan pie, and you're just like, I'm is in. Is it because they're assertive yet they take care of you? I think it's because my my friend John, who's my friend John Van Dusen, who was in the Lonely Forest, and he's a solo guy now. He's a songwriter. We were talking about this because he just we were just on tour last week, and he said that he thinks it's because single guys are not used to being cared for, hmm. which is super true. Like it's just like a nurse, really. Yeah, right. Like something like that. Someone that's like looking after you and like caring for you and is like assertively looking out for the things that you need, which is like something that I think all men want and and something that you don't realize how missing it is until you don't have it. So like somebody that's somebody that's just like looking out for you and like taking care of like even someone that's like 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 if I'm sitting at like I go to I go to diners a lot and write in the morning and like read and write and just go by myself and like a waitress that like sees that my coffee's half empty and comes over and like like is looking out. She like, she like, look, she's like planning ahead for me. It's like, I'm like, wow. You're also weird. paying that's like, her though. That, that's you know like, what I mean, that's like the love language of a- acts of service is your love language, right? Mm. If you want to, if you want to make you feel loved, we just have to do nice things for you. Yeah. must, must be. It's funny because ultimately they stuff. do that. They do that because they know that you'll tip them better. So it's kind of like, well, oh, yeah. yeah, well it's, it's completely fake. I mean, and everyone knows yeah, that. Like, totally. like the bar, the bartender that's like, you know, the bartender that's like, like you can see a tip, like a, a tip machine from a mile away. Yeah. But it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. It still works. Isn't that funny though, in the service industry where if, if being nice, it makes you more money immediately. You're way less offended by everything. Oh yeah. But, but if it's exact opposite where it doesn't pay the bills, that person will just come unhinged at you. If they're not making any extra money off of your behavior, yeah, well, people, uh, yeah, well, people want to take away the tips, and and a lot of people are like, no, service would be terrible for everybody. I, I wonder, like suck. I said, this alternate thought because you were talking about the service industry, and you don't care that it's fake, you just like it, you're attracted to that. Would you be? Are there people who are just more prone to pro to hook, getting prostitutes? Would that be in your future? <laughs> because because you pay them and it's clearly I love that, that, it's clearly that fake, but they'll take care of your needs. I I think I think that like it's such a different it's such a different thing. Like so because I think the 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 the, the play of like an emotional attachment to someone of like of like that that like I fell in love with a stranger feeling mm. is yeah. is some. That's someone that's that is looking after your emotional. So there needs. has to be it's, a it's, serendipitous sort of aspect of it where you're just you're in a diner and, and boom, there she is, as opposed to uh, yeah. you call the es- uh, escort service. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the escort service to me is like, well, aside from just being like morally apprehensive to me, uh, it's it's also just like, I, I think it's just the idea that like, yeah, there, I think that for me and, and probably anyone that's like single in their, like in their 30s or their late 20s, there is this aspect of like, I actually, I, 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 I argue with Dan Koch about this like hmm. all the time. Cause he tells me, he's like, dude, you got to get out there and get on the dating sites. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> so you haven't done Dan. like Tinder or, or any of the apps or anything? We, we used to do, we used to do Tinder when we were on tour because it's really, really funny to like, if you're driving, say you're driving from like Sacramento to Portland and this is where we always did on. That was like the stretch of road we always did it on. And you, and cause Tinder just finds people that are like within five miles of you. So, so weird. we would, we would do it where we would, we would <laughs> get Tinder and we would find somebody else that like, a, like a group of a car full of girls that was also driving from Sacramento to Portland. And we would match with them. And then we would try to like, we would coordinate. They'd be like, we're at mile marker, like 75. <laughs> and then, and then, and then we'd be like, we're a mile marker, marker 65. And then we'd be like, are you guys slow down? We're going to speed up. And then we would try to find them. And that was, that was really fun. What that would was you like do? Geocaching. Like, geocaching. Lurk through the, the windows of like riding on binder paper. Like, hey, you <laughs> well, look cute. I, I mean, you, know, you guys know. It's like when you're in a van for that long. It's like anything, anything like that. Yeah, when it's, you're interacting it's with a break up your day. really fun. I, yeah. yeah. I just think it's interesting that because it happens over the phone, there's this sense of, oh, this is okay to do. These people are nice and friendly versus if you just randomly pulled up next to them. We used to do that, was, though, like before and social media. No, I remember when I was like 19, we were driving to Portland to do a show or something. Um, and this like hippie girl drove by in this like really cool, you know, old fashioned car. And we like flagged her down or put like put a sign up outside of the van. Yeah, yeah. And then she like pulled over and like we hung out for a bit and then exchanged information and then she like came to our show in portland so people used to do that like i don't yeah that seems like that would be seen as weird or creepy or or um harassment now maybe oh man this reminds me of a funny story i was once taking a group of junior high kids teeping and it was like at dusk and they were just like shake the car honk the horn come on let's get going and then this girl pulls up next to us and i have like 10 junior high kids in the back of this suburban and we start shaking the car and honking the horn. And this lady rolls down their window next to us and says, Hey boys, pulls her shirt down and just grabs her boobs and starts shaking them at us. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, those I'm kids like will never 18. forget that. <laughs> I was like, I, they're like, yeah, they, you're the best young life. TV guy ever. <laughs> Formidable. Oh, it was hilarious. It was just a bunch of like junior high kids like, I want to look. I yeah. feel great. I don't know what to do about this feeling I have right <laughs> yeah. now. It was like one of, it was like an EMP shockwave just went, just yeah. blew them, blew yeah. them away. Just changed the long way they gone look are at those. <laughs> yeah. Long gone are those days, Tyson. You, women don't just pull them out and shake them at you anymore. Oh, you got to send do. them to sit down. If, you, if you've ever played in Indianapolis at a active rock festival, <laughs> they do. Yeah. They are I'm there. just kidding. Just <laughs> jokes. But I I do think it's interesting, though. There is a, there is this weird phenomenon about modern dating where, like, girls will post selfies basically in their underwear on these Tinder chats. But if you, Matt, or Tyson, or me were to walk into, like, and that same girl was, like, in a public 
bathroom and you walked in and she had her shirt off or whatever, she would scream and, and cry and throw things at you because you walked into her space. But it's okay to to do it on her time. I don't know. It's just weird to me. Does, does anyone else feel there's well, this weird? I, I just I just think that like I mean, <clears throat> but I don't know much about that, Tinder. The thing that I've discovered about it is that like I think that people just are not. Uh, I think that like the way the way that we have it now, where where you can anything that you put into the world is so manufactured. Like you can, you know, any any photograph or whatever you can you get to decide exactly what the thing that you are putting into the world looks like. Um, it's it's one of the reasons why like like I've had I've had even I've had girlfriends that like or people that I was seeing that wouldn't let me take photo like take pictures of them. Uh, because, because they wouldn't have control over how it looked. So like if I was going to take a picture and like post that real quick to my Instagram story or something, they'd be like, no, 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 no. So like, I think that that's, that, that's why that would be different is like the idea of seeing someone where, where they are not in control of the way that they look yeah. or the way that they are presenting themselves to the world. It's what, it's what Dan says to me all the time, which is this idea that like back in the day, you know, it, what Dan always says to me about dating is he's like, man. He's like, you got to get on those apps because he's like, you know, it's not like you're meeting up to go to like the, the barn dance. You know, he's like, it's not like, it's not like you ask the girl to go to the, to like, to go to the town hall for the, for the hoedown. There aren't very formal dating structures or courting structures in our society. Yeah. It's everything that like, like the sort of thing that I'm waiting for and want, which is like a, is like a story. It's like a story really. Like I want like. In my mind, the type of person that I would like to be with is someone that I meet in the wild. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it, whether or not that's real, it's like I want to meet somebody that, that I want to like find a, I want to find someone out in the world and like have a story yeah, about well, how we met. Like my, yeah. like my parents, the way my parents met, and the way that like, you know, some like the way that all my friends but pre-dating tell, apps But met. you tell the story. I mean, you always find some sort of original um, historic way of talking about it, even if it is we met on a dating app. Um, even the people that have met on dating apps, they'll be like, it was the first time I ever used a dating app and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> or she didn't like me at first. There's always some plot twist. And honestly, I yeah. borrowed my friend's phone. It wasn't even my phone. Yeah. The origins, right. the origin story is, <laughs> is over. I think it's overrated because you're going to color it and you're going to narrate it and you're going to tell it. In yeah, its own and mythical way that will make well, it feel more important anyways. And it's what Dan says to me all the time, which is like a lifetime of like of a lifetime of love and happiness is like outweighs a stupid origin who, story. Who is, Dan? Is, but, is Dan like a love guru? Like yeah, what's he is going now. on? Why why is Dan well, like the authority on this? Dan I mean is, he's authority authority on everything else. Dan but thinks why this? Dan Dan thinks that singleness is a problem for society and he's trying to hook everybody up. It's Dan thinks that he's in that movie, the lobster and that I'm about to get turned into an animal. <laughs> oh, the thing the thing was, is when I watched Dan date his current wife, he made so many mistakes. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's the it, point. I mean, yeah, I could tell you some stories, but uh, well, honestly, don't, don't, let, don't let him get you down. Tyson. Honestly, because- though, I've been married for 13 <laughs> years and we met when we met. There was not love at first sight. We, I was 15. She was 16. We were at camp. Um, and then like, we just kind of knew each other. And then like two years later, we had a conversation where like, oh, we actually really like each other. And then like, it wasn't like, but, but, but the thing is the journey, the stories 
happened over the next 20 years together. And that's right. That's way like like you're saying, it's way more valid than having a some sort of like so Tyson, she walked into the you room. Act- and I. You actually want to be like hiking on a trail and a girl slips and falls and runs into you and like, oh, hi. Who are you? No, he slips and falls and she takes care of him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. And that's she right. brings me Denny's <laughs> at a diner. Yes, they, they <laughs> take she takes you to a diner where she's also the waiter. <laughs> I feel like the ultimate the ultimate love story for Tyson would be Tyson's going to decide to do a second walk up Northern California and she decides to do a walk south from Northern California and they meet <laughs> well, in the middle and fall in let love. Let me let me tell you this. So this is one this is something that I think about all the time. So when I was doing that walk, I was alone the whole month or whatever. Yeah. And I was in Big Sur and I had had this like amazing morning. It was like it was like kind of south big sir and i was are you gonna tell us the one that got away are you gonna tell us the one that got away i i i think it might have been so yeah Uh, as i'm walking and occasionally like people would stop to like talk to me and see if i was okay and stuff um and this forerunner pulls off and i and i walk up to the window and it is this beautiful beautiful girl like my age just gorgeous and she's got two mountain bikes in the back and she goes Uh what are you doing and I was like, I'm walking. And she goes, you like walking? And I said, most of the time. And she's like, you want to go mountain biking? And she had two mountain bikes. It was just her. No. And I was like, and I, was like I can't get in the car. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I've been walking for like 26 days. I can't get in a car now. And she was like, She's like, okay. And she like gave me this look like, really, you're really going to let this happen right now. And, and just like, dude, like, that was like a it, dumb and dumber moment. Like <laughs> she let it sit for like, like 30 seconds of like, change, letting you change your mind. And I just stuck to it. I didn't get in the car, dude. What hey, you know, but that was, there was some, that was, that was Satan tempting you in the desert, man. You, That's all right. this she was be, like, all this could be yours. And you, she's like, to your guns. Story. I don't believe <laughs> like, that happened. She goes, bow down. She's like, bow down to me and I will give you this mountain bike. Yeah. Trip. Yeah. I'll wow. take you off. I'll wow. take you off this journey. You don't need to go through this tough journey of soul searching and, and learning right. to be more spiritually mature. Just yeah. take, take a little aside with me down it's to pleasure. Town. Right now. <laughs> I feel like those, I am a little mad because it's like, <laughs> Those stories are so rare. Like, I feel like that's like that's like what every every guy who's a good guy. Obviously, the creepsters make it terrible for all the good guys because they wear women down and then women don't want to trust any guys. But, you know, every good guy wants a girl to just kind of like roll up and say, hey, you let's go on an adventure. And you're like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Where are we going? We're going. I wonder how many times like that because that clearly (laughs) happens. But I wonder how many how many like out of 10 how many of those end terribly the type of well, person yeah, so that does that su- it's a little bit it's a little bit suspect to me like if my sister did that to somebody walking down the side of the highway yeah. in big sir i'd be like bad idea she could have been yeah. just a really brilliant creative person who had a lot of self-confidence or she could have had borderline personality disorder she might have killed me and worn my skin. <laughs> well, no, really. What would happen is like the, in the movie, you would have woken up naked in the hotel and all your stuff would have been gone. <laughs> yeah, right. That's and then I would have to happened. walk down to the lobby. Yeah, you'd eat. have to walk in. The <laughs> <laughs> That's like 
I think this was like, you know, you 10 movies that you've seen that the plot was like yeah. the guy, the girl was really nice, but ultimately she was just, she was just out for, yep. she was like a, a con artist. She just feeds uh, so, on travelers. So man, that it's is, mount, it's the mountain bike con. It's been working for years yeah, for her. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Her, classic, looks, her looks, those mountain bikes works every time. You should have yeah. said, okay, I'll go mountain biking with you. If you go to that monastery with me and Big Sur, we have a little prayer meeting together, and yeah. I'm going to see what you're really all about because there's that famous we're, monastery in Big Sur. Yeah, we're, we're going to meet with the monk, and he's going to quiz you about the gospel. Yeah, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll mountain bike with you. I'll, I'll, I'll mountain bike with you all you want the rest of your life. Tell kingdom do you part. Can you guys hear the vacuum going on in the background? I might have to yeah, it's it nice though. It's no, it's a nice effect. Soothe this like white yeah. noise. Okay. Yeah, yeah Tyson's nice. going to get a little sleepy. So I, yeah. I guess I guess what I hear you saying, Tyson, is that you kind of feel like there's this old romantic story that you want that like, oh, you know, she was doing this and I was doing this, and then we got thrown into this situation, and then I said, hey, you, and she said, what? I said. Come on, let's let's figure this out. And then all of a sudden you're like talking and, and you're really mean to her at first. And then all of a sudden you're making out and you're like, this is a great story. <laughs> there, it, it, it seems like there's always this angsty. We weren't supposed to like be in each other's lives, but then we were somehow. Well, and I then mean, it worked out. what's the what's really stopping you from experiencing that if you also happen to meet that person through a dating site? Because that all that all that can really happen. <laughs> With with conversation and with like meeting up in real life, you know, just see if you like each other, and then you can have twists and turns and interesting things happen. It's just the initial spark doesn't matter. Once the flame's there, you know, it's wild, right? You can go places. So what's stopping you from getting on the old? Uh, I don't know. What's the big one? Uh, Christian Love train. <laughs> Christian singles. Christian mingle. <laughs> There's a there's a sign like I live in this I live in this town called Solana Beach. It was like a really small little beach town in San Diego. That's crazy. And, My mom lives uh, there. Are you serious? Yeah. Is she single? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I waited. I am glad I waited for that. <laughs> I was like, there's 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 going to be a joke here. And you and you delivered. You delivered. Let's just end the podcast. Let's just end the podcast. <laughs> Can't get better. Cannot get Nothing's better. Nothing's gonna go better than that. You want to meet someone in real life. I mean, it's clear. She's she's a local. What a there story. Is there is something attractive. There is something attractive about an older lady. Yeah, I was talking to Matt. He was That's talking a great about singleness. Story. <laughs> and his mom called me. Yeah. Said, hey, I've been, ta- I've been taking care of 12 boys their whole lives, and now I'm ready to take care of one more. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. No, I, I, no, there's, yeah, there's this there's this size of like SolanaBeachSingles.com. I mean, it's a tiny town, so I don't like, and I'm sure it's just like, just like basically like trophy wives that didn't work out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. So maybe uh, I'll jump on there and just do a little market research of what my target demo well, there, like. There's definitely, definitely through the course of like being in a band, there was always like the rich, hot, older single woman that was mm-hmm. taking care of some random man. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was always like this weird setup where you were like, what is the relationship with this? We had a few, but they, but they weren't rich. Girl. They weren't rich, but they well, did the want to take care of us. Yeah. 
there was a couple bands I was friends with where there was a couple rich ladies involved, and it Sugar just mamas. always was a little bit, yeah, it was always a little like they stayed at their multi mansion, you know, place and multi million dollar mansion in Florida every time they were on tour, and right, you know, that's amazing. One I of the guys that. in the band slipped off for a couple hours every time, and everyone couldn't yeah. find him. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, being in a band, being in a relationship. Very, very complex. We got a little off off track here. I guess we're having yeah, fun. This is, good. this is a good discussion. But like, I like that you're bringing us think, back, though. That's yeah, yeah. I'm trying to keep us on course. Very, you know, Matt very good job, out, sir. Matt called me out last episode for being a rambler, and now I'm trying to be responsible. You know what I mean? Take care of <laughs> take care of this podcast. Take care of the listener. Take care of the listener. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the coffee is a little bit empty. I got to fill it back up. So um, Tyson. Yes. You want a love story to be – and I think most of the time it's just your friends, right? Uh, but you're in these complex situations where like friend of a friend, girl comes around. And and I want to say this. Most of the guys that I knew that were in bands that, and their wives were always a little bit of a random. Like they were around the band, but they weren't a fan of the band. For sure not a fan. Certainly not, yeah. Yeah. That, that's like that's like can't happen. Or they were a fan of the other band playing, not your band. It, that that seems to be the story. But there's so many times I'm like, wow, I'm surprised he chose her. She seems a little bit quirky. It's almost like the guy in the band can get – he if he has a big enough of a, a crowd, he can get any girl he wants. And the girl that kind of plays a little bit hard to get, it's like turns him on or something. But um, I don't I – don't, like – I'm sure it might be that I'm just oblivious. I'm sure that there are people that come to see me play that but are that like, yeah. You on. Well, I I don't really see it that much. Like, I mean, you don't want a girl to walk up to you and be like, I love your music. It's amazing. Do me now. Yeah. That would not be attractive to me, but, but, but also like, I, I just don't know. I like maybe people are like Dan, Dan's the, Dan, Dan's like always, whenever I'm with him and he's at a show, he's always like pointing them out to me. Mm -hmm. He's like, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. <laughs> Who is this guy? Dan has a plan for your life. <laughs> Somehow. I mean, I, I think he thinks that like, maybe I'm going to be like, I'm going to be a better, I'm going to be better to be around when I'm, when I have a, when I have a girlfriend or something. And he's just, just really trying to like, you know what you should do? You should just do this next time. You're like, Dan, I have been wanting to tell you this forever. Um, and maybe get a little teary eyed, but I'm, I'm actually closet homosexual. I'm in love with you. <laughs> I, I tell, <laughs> tell Dan that I'm in love with him. Yeah, yeah. And there's really <laughs> nobody who gets my motor going quite like you, Dan. <laughs> my motor going? <laughs> I pay, uh, Something a, a gay person would never come up the with. The thing is that I, I feel like there's a really good chance. I feel like there's a really good chance that he would try to like, he would try to pawn me off on you. <laughs> I feel like he'd be like, he'd be like, oh yeah, you're, you're in love with me. Have you ever thought about being in love with Nate? <laughs> no, no, no. He doesn't like me. We already know this. I love. It. I don't so, know. If, so he, I don't, so he picks, he picks girls out of a crowd yeah. for you. But this is what I used to do to Dan. Every time Dan would do how very sort of Trumpy. Thing, I, I would. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Exactly. I would. But when Dan got this way, it would it would bug me to the point where I would have to play a practical joke on him. That's how I dealt with this. When he felt when I felt like he was the, he was the authority in the in the relationship and he was like trying to set this tell us all what to do, I'd always be like, "Okay, guys, we got to play a joke on Dan right now." And when I would and he would hate me for it because he'd be so serious and I'd be like, 
who are you to talk to me this way? I'm your peer. You don't, you don't, you don't know anything more than I do. But anyway, so what I'm saying is just play, <laughs> play a joke on Dan and he'll probably stop doing it because he hates, he hates being tricked. He hates being tricked. I hate that. And he'll <laughs> stop, I don't, stop patronizing you. I don't see it like, like when he's doing that to me, when he's like pointing out all these, all these women that are like, that are interested in me, I don't, I don't see it. Like, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know because uh, I, I, I think the funny thing is like, after a show, like everybody is, there's a very yeah. strange social dynamic. You guys know this, yeah. where it's like, it's like, okay, these people are like, even if they are my friends, like even if they are my friends after the show, when they come up and talk to you, it's it is weird. a different yeah. social dynamic. It's like, it's, it's like, Hey, great. It's super shallow. Yeah. It's also like, kind of like, it's in this place of like, uh, okay, you just did this thing on stage that was both like. Uh, you know, like is, is my profession and also like something that I work really hard to do and also very vulnerable. So people are in this place where they have to kind of come up to you and they have, you have to talk about that thing. Yeah. Like the show was, the show was great. Because if they don't this- say it, then you're like, Oh, what did they think? Did they think I was bad? Yeah, Cause exactly. you're vulnerable and kind of, you know, and so they have right. to go through the, all the, the song and dance. We used to do like when I'm on tour with Emery now, it's no, number one, nobody watches anybody's set anymore. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> and number totally. two, it's it's you never say good set ever. If they say anything, no. it's that's eh, not your best. You could have you could have done better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't even or, watch oh, it. Or like, <laughs> or like the third, or like, or like the I, third I, tune really worked tonight. Something yeah. like that's a little bit more specific. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like what you're that, talking yeah. about. I feel like what you're talking about reminds me of how I was feeling when I watched like my third Courtney Love documentary about Nirvana and all that stuff. She kind of had this like fuck you attitude towards all the band guys that I think the band guys were like, Hey, I appreciate that about you because I don't yeah. want you to, I want you to be into me as an individual. And because she kind of had that attitude, I think it worked. So I, I think what you're trying to say is it sounds like there's just this, like this post show where like, you can't do anything wrong. Like you're awesome. You come off stage and everyone's kind of well, looking at you and it's like, uh, well, it's also really- that I can't, I can't differentiate like the guys and my friends are acting the same way that the pretty girls are. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like they're all talking to me about how they enjoyed the show or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But also so not, maybe not, subconsciously yeah. you, you, it's very cliched to talk to a girl at a merch booth. And that doesn't add to your whole need for a, a kind of a more whimsical story. <laughs> yeah, right. Although, and, Dan, although like, and Dan is just saying pick one and go for it. Yeah. Kind of like I mean, even like even like Jeter, like. Our friend Josh, he was like, he was like, dude, do you meet anybody on the Judah on the June the Lions here? And I was like, no. And Josh was like shocked. He was like, I can't believe that. Hmm. And I was like, I was like, yeah, there were lots of obviously it was like 2000, 3000 tickets. It was like a lot of people there. I'm sure there were like opportunities. I just I don't know. I, I just it well, just doesn't I don't I, I think it's just maybe I'm just an idiot. But I, I feel like I I don't see. I guess the things that other people see where it's like that girl's really interested or whatever. I just don't well, I see think that. it's like a giant game of steal the bacon, right? You play a show. She's in the crowd. She thinks there's no way he's going to steal the bacon first. And you go, there's no way that she's going to steal the bacon first. So you guys kind of sat on, you sit on the other side out of the merch table and you chat and she's cute, but no one's going to actually think for a second that in reality, these two right. people are actually going to have a conversation beyond this night. And I think that right. if you maybe took a little piece of bacon, you might be surprised. The problem is, as a band dude, you're so conditioned because you see a, such a certain type of girl all the time that you go, oh, no way. 
Like, and that's yeah. why the fan, that's why the fan thing is such a bad stereotype because there's just the kind of girl that goes to a show. Not all girls yeah. that go to shows are this way, but you see enough of it where you're like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that, which is weird right. because I ended up meeting my wife at a show, which was so well, all random. You, all you freaking guys did. I didn't like every single, well, you, everybody in Sherwood did, right? Oh, you yeah. didn't have the, well, that was their best. That was their best chance. That's all they were doing. Well, no, yeah, Mikey. Mean, the guys. Yeah, I guess so. The, you know, the peak of their of their uh, attractiveness was when Sherwood was, you know, two thousand eight, maybe, right? Sherwood. Yeah, it's when the, <laughs> it's when they were MySpace's. It's when they were MySpace's yeah. Sherwood. Yeah, exactly. Guys, when, when One Republic <laughs> was opening up for Sherwood, yeah, we had ladies down the aisle. <laughs> it was it was. Fish in a barrel, baby. Fish in a barrel. I think, no. I think another part of it too is that I am I'm not like although for all the jokes that Nate makes at my expense, I am not a promiscuous person. Yeah. Like I'm not, not I'm not someone that like no, I know, I know you're joking, but it's it's not like I'm not somebody that just is like, okay, let's see how I can make this angle happen or whatever. And so it is it is a situation for me on tour where it's like, especially on the bigger tours where you're on a bus or something, and it's like, okay, I am literally like it is midnight. And I'm talking to this person and I am, I have a bus call in two hours and then we're going to be in Buffalo or whatever. So like, why would I like, what, what am I supposed to do about this? Like I live in San Diego, you live in Philadelphia or something and I'm supposed to, you know, what's the, what am I supposed to do here? Like I, I am literally gone in two hours. And so I guess I like think, some, some I guys would be like, let's go see if we can sneak into the trailer for a couple hours or something. But that's yeah, just not, yeah. that's just not me. No, I, you I ever, hear you, man. You, I, I mean, not, if you're hanging I, out I was, with them, you you switch. You you obviously trade contact info and you stay in touch, right? I guess. I mean, that did I did that did happen a couple times where I would like meet somebody and we would like I'd be like, this person seems interesting, and we would like exchange info or whatever, or they would like uh, reach out afterwards on like Instagram or something. Hmm. Yeah, there is there is the slow burn opportunity, right? Where you meet somebody on tour and it slowly grows into something over a year. Um, yeah. And I think that's I think that's important for a lot of relationships that can take, you know, a, a lot of, of hits and keep going because they didn't they weren't a flash out of the pan kind of relationship. But I will yeah. say that I will say that, um, you know, I was thinking about this more and more with my own wife, um, just kind of how it went down. Um, there was this interest at first, but there was a, a ton of judgment on my part. I think over the course of the times that I was single on tour, which I wasn't single a lot on tour. Um, I think I kissed maybe like one or two people that I didn't know very well. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just like you. I, it's like, if I, if I don't know this person, it is a huge risk to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of a germaphobe as it is though. So that's <laughs> not, like, that doesn't help. Like, I don't know. It, you know what I mean? To me, it's like, yeah. where is this, where has this person been? I have no idea. But my wife, I remember just, she didn't, she didn't, um, it was like, she could give back everything that I was giving her, whether I'd write her like a long text, I'd get a long text back. I would write her an email, I'd get an email back. I would call her, she'd call me back. And I yeah. feel like that was the first time in my life that happened. Like um, all the other relationships, it was like a, such a struggle just to get the response. Like, hey, right. like I'm, I'm not asking to have sex with you. I just want to know who you are. And I yeah. feel like I, I can't even get to know you because you're so reserved. So I think that it's always good to throw a line out in the water. Maybe that's what Dan is trying to tell you. Like, Tyson, you're not even putting your damn fishing pole near the creek. 
Mm. Get over I know. there. Mm-hmm. I know. Throw your line not, out. Yeah. I got I got to put my fishing pole in the creek, man. <laughs> because you don't you don't want to you don't want to fish that you just got to stick that pole in the creek once in a while. You don't know what you're missing otherwise. <laughs> if you're not putting your pole in the creek, what are you doing? So you kind of How are you yeah, going to catch any so fish? Yeah, if you don't have your damn pole near the creek, you're screwed. But you, you don't yeah. want to fish. You don't want to fish that's on the line and you didn't do anything. You're like, what? You didn't How pull do, it in. There's a fish on. Well, and you're like, this is too easy. You want a fish right. that kind of nibbles at the line a little bit, and you're like, oh, oh, there's a fish out there. Yeah. You know and what I mean? I, 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 I need to fly fish. I need to fly <laughs> fish at the creek. You want you a know? beautiful trout that just. Is unexpecting for both just of you. Bites it. Do you guys hook, remember line and sinker? <laughs> you guys remember that like uh, that Sesame Street so bit where like Bert and Ernie are in the boat and then they sit and then Bert just says, "Here, fish, fish, fish," and then the fish just jump in the boat. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> that's terrible. That's, that, that's like like Ernie's like fishing and he can't catch any fish and he's super bummed out and then Bert just calls him and they jump in the boat. That's like so <laughs> rad. That's what. That's actually what I'm more interested in. No, you're not. Mm. I remember sitting at the merch table once and I was just talking to this girl and she just like kissed me. And I was like, whoa, I'm not into that at all. Like, whoa. <laughs> like Maybe that's that, that, was a, that was a dare. She, she, no, she got no. a free drink from she her friends little, later. She was a little drunk, but I was just mm. like, oh, God, that was a turnoff to me. I was yeah. like, if, if fish start jumping in your boat, that's what that feels I like. In the feel bad. Def- I feel more bad for people in, the, in those situations because I know they're going to be so right. embarrassed. Well, I mean, right. I, it, I didn't like I wasn't like a hashtag offended. You know what I mean? I was just more like <laughs> hashtag. Offended. I was, we weren't. Yeah, Twitter that would offended. be like a that would be a viral Twitter post right hey, there. Tyson, like, I was at a show. And just, anyway, I have a question. Yeah. Are, are you an incel? <laughs> you know, in, I know I'm not involuntarily I, I celibate. I just listened to the, to the podcast about that. There's a reply all about incels. It's really interesting. Really? No, I am. I am not an. In, I am not an incel. I, I, those guys freak me out. Man. <laughs> Are this the guys that play video games and they're like 47? Oh, well, I, I mean, I feel like that's most guys. That probably is the average age. <laughs> Most guys uh, are 47 and play video games. And don't. This, this is a, <laughs> and are involuntarily this is celibate. A speci- yeah, this is a specific brand of no. celibate guys that are 47 that play video games. Hey, speaking of John Foreman, we talked about uh, you've been working with him a lot. I've done some music with him. And uh, don't doesn't Switchfoot have a song about the guy, the old guy who's getting older and he's looking for the perfect woman and i remember they wrote a song about this um john, on his solo records he kind of writes a song about hmm. this maybe yeah. he wrote it about uh, you tyson <laughs> there's a there's a good chance there's a good chance that john's just trolling me because he know, he knows that like well this is like ago. yeah it would have been before i knew him yeah no i i uh it's really it's really fun actually because i mean those guys have done so much they've done so much music like I mean, they've done, they've put out 10 records as Switchfoot. And then John's done a bunch of other, like, he's done like, you know, like another six records with other projects or something. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, we were, even on this last year, we were in the van and a, a friend of a, a friend of mine was like, you heard this Switchfoot song, you put it on. And I was like, I've never heard this song in my life. There's so much of their music that I have no idea exists. Yeah. Well, you stick around long enough, that's going to be you. <laughs> I know, right? I just got to keep, keep making records. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's I got a long of, way to go. We're at I like, got not, to catch up to John. Ah, I, got, I have to make like ah. 15 records. I'm at like so I'm, six yeah. for classic crime, five for vocal. Feed. Yeah, the song. Yeah, dude, the, you're you you cook out the music, Matt. No, I don't. Hey. I'm, I, I've been working for a year on six songs. I'm not prolific. Here it is. Here it is, guys. I found the song, right? The song is called A Mirror go. is Harder to Please Hold. Please don't leave me uh, 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 A mirror is so much harder to hold. I met a man who's looking for perfection. Said he'd never met a girl as good enough. His eyes are getting old, like they'd love to love again. Such a lonely man. Such a lonely man. I met a man who's looking for perfection. Hmm. Said he never met a girl who's good enough. His eyes are getting old, like they'd love to love again. Such a lonely man. Such a lonely man. I think. Yeah. I bet he makes good music. It's funny because that's the song. <laughs> right. That's the song. That's always been the song that I, I listened to this solo record. That's always been the song that I thought about whenever this topic would come up of guys that are afraid. They're looking for this perfect girl and they're kind of afraid to jump in. I don't think that's yeah. you, though, Tyson. I think that it's well, more like it's it just is, complex. It is a little bit. I mean, no matter who you are, the thing that's so funny is like once you're, you know, when you're when you're when you're 21 or 22 or whatever, even like up into your like, you know, 24, 25. Like you, you don't, you haven't invented a person in your mind yet. Yeah. Like true. you haven't invented a, per, a person, a, the person that you want. I was just happy hey, that a girl hey, liked me for when, yourself. I, when I met my speak wife, for yourself, guys. when I met my wife, <laughs> I was just happy that a pretty girl liked me. And that was enough Be, at 17 you guys. That was enough. You guys. Yeah, exactly. When yeah. When you're an Enneagram four, you go through this in kindergarten. So <laughs> shut up. This is early stage uh, Enneagram yeah. four emotional development. Yeah, yeah. You're like you're asking your first grade girlfriend to marry you and you're convinced that was me. So right. forget about it. No, <laughs> well, it's, it's, mean, it's, it's a difficult problem. But for a yeah, while, that was that was for a while. That was the big problem for me. It was like I would meet someone that was really great and we'd have a good time. And then and then. Because no one, it, no one exists. There's no such thing as a person that exists to the, like, to the imaginary person that you built in your mind that you want to be with forever. So like, like what starts to happen is that these inconsistencies between your little fantasy and the real life person start to appear and they're like little cracks in the wall. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, eventually you're just like, I'm like, man, this is not who, you know, this or is it's not like a land or it's like Alanis Morissette where it's ironic because, you know, you meet the man of your dreams and then you meet his beautiful wife. He's got a wife. beautiful wife. Yeah. Well, we yeah, talked it's, it's exactly right. We talked to Melanie and Seth Studley and uh, they do a podcast called Anatomy of Marriage. And Melanie was talking about she talked to this uh, neuroscientist about um, the brain chemistry of falling in love. And apparently there's yeah. this neurotoxin that uh, that that occurs that creates a lot of positive euphoric emotions and um, about something around a year into a relationship, it dissipates. And that's huh. when, and, and so you see like, yeah. Yeah. So at that point, that's when the, it's, it's almost like where the real relationship happens. And a lot of people go, well, I'm just not really in love with this person anymore. They're, they're more addicted to yeah. the neurotoxin than the actual, uh, 
you know, the concept of, of loving somebody, which is a lot. You know, Oxytocin. Yeah. Well, I think it's like that. I think it's mainly like you just get this like when I, and I think if that happens, like, I mean, I remember like when you're 16 and you fall in love, it's like that's like a year long thing of just like every you like waking up in the middle of the night like you're on heroin or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's terrible at that age. It really is. It's and painful. I think like when you're a little bit older, it does that feeling does go away quicker. But what you do, I think, when you're a little bit older is that you you feel like those chemical signals are less like like when you're a little bit older, it's less like riding a high and it's more like a signal to you of like something being wrong. Yeah. The I mean, story like, of like, Romeo and the story of Romeo and Juliet wouldn't wouldn't have been as tragic if they were like 48. <laughs> well, they, what would have happened is they would have been like, let's, let's be real. This. Maybe, let's talk about this. Maybe there's a better option than us. Killing <laughs> just like suicide. Yeah. yeah. Double, double. Yeah, suicide. exactly. When you're 16, um, it's just like it, it's all over. Yeah, it's, it's the end. So. But yeah. Well, anyway. More. Oh, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll let you finish. I was going to say more, more recently, it's, I think like for a long time is that I just couldn't find someone that I was really excited about. And then more, more recently it's that it's the other problem, which is that I, I get really excited about someone and then it's not, it's like, doesn't work out huh. where they're like, whoa, well, this I, is too much. Yeah. I, feel think when you're, like I think when you're younger, the age of- I think when you're younger, definitely the, the, uh, the emotions carry a little bit longer and that's probably the it could be the, to the benefit or detriment because maybe you're not seeing things as clearly, but like, but yeah, once you, I mean, I can, I can speak to just being in a relationship with, with a person for a long time. Once you kind of go through everything together for years and years and years and years, it's like a, like, honestly, if I didn't ever have a spark of love or a euphoric emotion about my wife, I would probably, it wouldn't matter maybe right like i would just still be like she's my best friend that i've right grown up with and all we went yeah. through all these things together and just i'm gonna just be here and try to love her as best i can i now right. granted i get that i get the chemicals in my brain but like but like that is just the it's just the appetizer you know and i think we'd kind of you know, being young, it was a huge appetizer. So that was a good motivator. Right. But like, I think we kind of worship the appetizer sometimes. And that you, you see it with yeah. celebrity marriages, like they get married and then they're like, Oh, we're in love and everything's great. And they're, you know, creative, you know, people. And so they probably are just a more emotional and they, you know, especially right. actors and musicians and they get together and they have this huge fling. And then like they start, they have to wake up and, you know, so-and-so takes a shit and leaves it in the toilet. And it's just like, it's, it's human <laughs> beings. And it's like, what do we do? What We're not in love anymore. It's like, no, this is where the relationship starts now. Like right, that was right, the right. honeymoon, you know, like, and, yeah. and it doesn't, and there's no real relationship. They just, you know, they fall apart. I also yeah. think that anything that's, anything that's built on, uh, like anything that's built on projecting how rad your life is, is, is going to be difficult. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that's always the case for celebrity relationships, but I, I feel that way even like where it's like, man, I, the person, like as someone that's some somewhat in the public light or whatever, it's like, I want someone to, that's going to be like projecting a specific thing about me. Hmm. And it's like, when you have, when you have someone that's like a, if you're a celebrity, it's like, there's nothing more badass than like being Brad Pitt and being married to Angelina Jolie or whatever. Like you, like the two most or like, you know, yeah. Ben Gibbard and Zoe Deschanel. At it's the like, time, you've yeah. got, yeah, it's like, these are the, like the two indie 
indie darlings of the world. The two, the cool, this is the coolest couple that could Never ever exist. fucking and then, works. And then after like a year, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Like, okay, you got a TV show and now I have to live. I don't, I mean, I don't yeah. know Ben Gibbard. No, I think that's an interesting. In LA and, that's like a whole nother podcast. Uh, you know, I think that's yeah. interesting. How many, how many dudes have broken up with Taylor Swift? Um, right. If you think about it, like. You know, you're not going to date a girl who's who's cooler on the social spectrum than her. Have you tried reaching out to Taylor Swift, Tyson? Yeah, yeah. She seems like Actually, she's always my, available. The girl that plays the plays uh, that plays violin for me is uh, a really good friend. She was Taylor Swift's violin player for like eight years. Oh, sweet. So yeah, I've got, so you a, got, I've, got an a, I've got a I've got an in. So hmm. I'll, yeah, I'll there give her a ring. There give you her go. a ring, but, yeah. Why don't you do that? I actually, when we, when we played in New York last time, the two <laughs> the two lines that I put out, we played it. We, we were playing at Irving Plaza, and I, I I have a friend that plays drums for Sufjan Stevens, and I have a friend that, and then I have my friend that played that used to play for Taylor, and I said, I said, hey, can we? I want Taylor. And I want Sufjan to come to New York. And both of my friends said there is a 0% chance of that happening for either person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just put them on the list just to, just to make the door people happy. Oh, I, I, always, was always... <laughs> I always put them on the list. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was always impressed whenever someone actually did come to a show. Cause you think about it all the time. It's just like every one of these bands knows a million cool people. And it's like, right. it's like this competition. How many cool people can be backstage? Not only do we sell at the show, but how many cool people are going to be backstage to oh, impress yeah. all oh, the yeah. opening bands. And yeah. it's a bunch yeah. of horse shit. But, um, right. well, you know what? We've been talking for an hour. I we need we to get down to the serious. No, we need to get down to oh, one last serious thing. Yeah. Okay. First off, Matt's going to give you his mom's phone number. Don't worry about that. But I really think out. you should marry a Canadian. The Canadians, they're beautiful. They're good people. They're I tried. Very, they're I've very, tried very good Canadians. people. <laughs> I've tried to, I've tried with Canadians. My the last one was Canadian. It didn't work out good. Oh, I'm but, sorry. But. But Tyson was texting about this new phenomenon that's sweeping the streets in relationships. Yeah. Called docking. Oh, no. <laughs> docking? Not doxing. You've got you, to inform this... the public. <laughs> All right. I will tell you about docking. This was... So, so I forget who, who told me about this, but essentially B, BYU, Brigham Young University, had to... Had to issue. I already know uh, where this email. is going. <laughs> they had to send an email that said that they said hello. It's, I, I wish I could find the email. My friend, my friend found it, and we were. It, he was. Re, he read the email to us, and it's the best email I've ever read. It says like, "Hello, like Brigham Young uh, student body family or whatever. We would just like to inform you that we have been, we have just been uh, informed of a new fad." A new fashion at Brigham Young called docking. If you have been partaking, <laughs> you've been engaging in docking. We want you to know that under Brigham Young policies, this is still sexual intercourse. <laughs> so, so I was like, what is what is what is docking? Like, what does this mean? And, and so the best the best way, the way that my friend described it to me is he's like, you ever seen Star Wars before? I was like, yeah. It's like you know, you know, when the spaceship like flies into the bay and it just and then it just stays there. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. It's like, 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 like the spaceship flies into the bay and then it just lands and it parks there. So it, it's not like the space, <laughs> the spaceship is not flying in and out. It's just it just goes in and then it and just, just stays there. It just docks. It just docks. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, oh, like, I was like that's it what sounds talking, like. 
that's what purgatory is, really. <laughs> it sounds it's like so close to paradise, but not. It sounds. I mean, like, I, well, the, the 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 immediate question after that was like, well, what are you what are you doing while you are docked? Like, are you just like looking into each other's eyes? You're just like, you're ta- are you talking? Chewie and Han Solo are just playing chess. You're probably kissing, I would imagine. But you can't. I guess. You there's no dock. You can't move. Dock. To, Docking well, you would. Can't, you can't move too much, or else you're. I think you're living in sin. No, you just have to dock, undock, redock, undock. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> then man, you justify I, I, it. I, I, I think, man, I think that's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like play video games docked or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're docked. You guys want to play some Fortnite? Let's play some Fortnite. That is. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! I just imagine the the epidemic of, <laughs> of Mormon kids on, on BYU. Everyone's docking. That's well, my favorite thing about it rules. is like, in, in order for something to be a fad, it means they had to be talking about it. So like, so like one one like BYU bro is like, dude, I found a no. loophole. No, a <laughs> loophole. You just dock. He's like, just, he's like, you just dock. It's like, it's, it's all good. It's not sinning. You just dock for a bit. And then, yeah. and then that homie's like, I'm going to try this out. Cause you're not, and then stim- he tries you're it. not he stimulating it. your sexual organs. You're just docked. Right. You're yeah. just, you're just connecting in a so spiritual what's better, way. Is, mm-hmm. is dry humping or is docking? Well, you know, they both sound just terrible. Well, docking would uh, be better from, dry a, humping purity, from a purity <laughs> standpoint. Cause dry humping is engaged. Was, Dry humping was big on the Cal Poly campus when we went to school because yeah. you, had, you had like 3,000 Christians at the public school and there was a lot of dry humping going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But but that just hurts the guy ultimately after about 20 minutes. He just gets the California canvas burn on his on his junk and it's just like this red – it's like someone took a cheese grater to your junk and it's just <laughs> – No, thank you. Like but I would rather just air this thing out. But that's but. pain – how many times were you willing to endure it? <laughs> re yeah, so. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get some scabs on the old Willie. Oh, oh my God. God. Well, we end, we, we docked well, this show pretty good at the end. Yeah, we docked it. We, we landed docked the it. plane. We just, we flew it right in there and just set it down. Tyson. We landed it. Any last words for any ladies that are just listening to this right now and they are they have fallen in love? What advice would you give them to how to approach you? Well, I yeah. don't understand how they how they wouldn't have fallen in love after we talked about docking. Yeah. And <laughs> nothing how, nothing, yeah. nothing more romantic they, than that. And how open why you would are a woman to that. Sign up, why would a woman sign up to have a guy fly a ship and just I, I don't know. What I think what, it's, what are I the think it's women thinking. I think it's mutually uh, desired. Hmm. Like hey, as long one, as it's is a one step towards what our what our bodies are screaming at us to do. It's it's as yeah. long as it's consensual, I'm cool docking. <laughs> Only consensual docking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Where are you at yeah, online? Like what's your Twitter and all that right now? Twitter is at hi, uh, T Motzenbacher. Um and my Instagram is Jaffy Ryder. J-A-P-H-Y-R-I-D-E-R. Yeah. Right like now, right now, right now, the talk is we're all going to be on tour in the fall right now. The talk is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the talk. I just was talking to Carter yesterday about it. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, there's uh, Matt. Matt, you're going to be there, too. Yeah. I was thinking of coming and trying to trying to be like Tyson solo. 
There you go. So we'll see. Oh, really? I was thinking about it. Yeah. Because. Dude, cool. Yeah. Uh, or or, awesome. or we could figure out what to do with the kids and maybe Christy could come and then we could. Well, either way, it's going to be, I think I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, maybe a small band, but it'll be great to be like, kind of have another, you like when, normally when I tour with Sherwood or any of you bad Christian people, it's always like Tyson solo and then like five rage, rage bands. Yeah. 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 We'll be doing so, something light for sure. Yeah, so that'll be great. Yeah, but well, we could even talk about this on stage, docking 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> any other any other so, tour yeah. dates coming up? Do you want anybody to know about? Uh, right now, there's nothing announced, so we're all good. But all yeah, right. just I th- I think those those shows are going to be really fun. I'm super excited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, I'm excited to hang out in real life awesome. again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Are you gonna Are you gonna set them up with this with your mother? Matt? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll text you my mom's number. <laughs> no, she's she's in, right. she's in a relationship. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll yeah. let, I'll, I'll no let doc- you know if that changes. Okay. I don't think yeah, the older please, generation please likes docking very much anyway. No, no, no. They so. go straight for it. They don't mess around. <laughs> the bo- dude, boomers, boomers don't. The baby boomers don't dock. No, boomers don't dock. You, they just- you saw the you've seen the population growth graphs. They never dock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> They never dock. <laughs> awesome. Don't feed the trolls. Don't dock with the trolls. <laughs> this this podcast has been fun. Email us at don't email the trolls. At Tyson, Gmail. thanks for coming on the show. At you, Gmail. You what other? What other? What? What? At, at, at Hotmail? At, yeah. at, at media? At Mediafire? At, uh, <laughs> at Gmail? Yeah. Yeah. At GeoCities. GeoCities. Yeah. Don't e- don't email the trolls at GeoCities for all you for all you mothers out there that got under the internet in '93. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, send us a tweet. But uh, thanks for listening to the show. And Tyson, have a good afternoon, my friend. Thanks, boys. Take care, Talk brother. Bye bye. All right. Guess you still have your words when I can't have you. If you gotta feel free, I suppose that I can talk all right. You can talk all.